trust that everybody has received the schedule for the meetings that we have planned. Uh, from now on, Mondays will be where we host our prayer services, all right? So we will use Mondays to pray instead of Fridays. So we will interchange on Mondays between gatherings and also virtual prayer sessions, all right? And on Thursdays, we will focus on divine healing and health. And I suppose I should explain to you why we have those service or that particular service uh, focusing on divine health and healing. The Spirit of God spoke to me a couple of months back and told me to help his people live in divine health. And with things like this, they are more, it's much more than a teaching or a series, but it is something the Spirit of God wants to bring as a permanent part of one's life and your lives. So that would require that a particular segment in our week be dedicated just for that particular subject. All right? So one of the things that we will do is we will teach the Word of God on these lines and also demonstrate practically uh, on the same lines, all right? So it, it will be by example and by teaching. All these things, sicknesses, diseases, ailments, allergies, all these things we will eradicate, all right? Because, you see, my brothers and my sisters, me and my boy, we must eradicate the notion that it is okay and all right to be sick. It is not all right. It is not okay. And we should not accept that as a normality in our lives. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus, I don't want to, because I'll go off. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. The indication of satanic presence or demonic presence in your life is those ailments. 
those ailments your problems with hear seeing problems with hearing problems all these all these they are not normal they are not man was not born with allergies he was not born to have them all those things are indicators of the working of the law of sin and death and they should not be in our lives especially if we have the holy ghost it is a disgrace for a christian to say he is the temple or she is the temple of the holy ghost and accept a sickness or an infirmity or a limitation in their body because what you are saying is that you the holy ghost is living in a house that is not fit for him so these are kind of things that we will deal with amen yeah we will heal all diseases all sicknesses all limitations all allergic what not crap we will heal them all we will yep so that when 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 we are through and through with you there will be none sick among you shouldn't have all these diabetic what not low blood crap nonsense amen it's not the lot and the inheritance of the child of god so don't accept any limitation in your life amen hallelujah and then friday's wisdom and wealth night okay so make sure that you are available and present yourself in those meetings because some of the things that we discuss there you will never share and you might never hear them in the sunday services all right like jesus said you you don't give your pearls what is holy to so yeah and you know the secrets of the lord are with those who fear him right amen i was asking the lord because we're through with the series now uh, on the anointing for now we're through with it but i was asking the lord what should i teach uh <laughs> what should i teach on your or to your people on sundays because we are through with the anointing and the holy ghost not so many words told me so i believe I don't know but I believe this is the commencement of a new series belief and the glory of God there's a direct relationship between faith and the manifestation of God's glory or the manifestation of his spirit 
Let me read you something in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 Corinthians chapter number I think chapter 2 yeah 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 he says and I brethren verse 1 and I brethren when I came to you did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified I was with you in weakness in fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man but in the power of God. Let's read it. So that your faith should, should, should not be in the wisdom of man. The Spirit of God through Paul is admonishing us to base our faith in life in the power of God and not in the wisdom of man. So he says the walk of faith should never be linked to human wisdom but to the power of God. Notice what he says, he said that your faith should not be. In other words, he knows that there are those whose faith is in the wisdom of man. They will tell you about Dr. So-and-so or Professor So-and-so or Scientist So-and-so who said that this thing, this thing, this thing is it. They would believe more in their wisdom than they would in the power of God. So our lives are limited or limit the expression of God's power every time our faith is in man and his wisdom. That means, according to this, according to this, a man can live by faith above the system of this world. You don't need to know one plus one. That's what I'm trying to tell you. 
You don't need to understand all there is about life. All you need to understand is how to route the power of God into your life. He says it is this intelligence that strengthens the lives of God's people. So if, if your faith is in the wisdom of man, you are disqualified from the power of God. So you have no expectations from the power of God because your faith is not in it. You understand that? But it is in the wisdom of man. Hallelujah. So this shows us that we, we are still we are still infants in the power of God, in the operation and manifestation and the exercise of the power of God. Because we have spent much of our investments in faith in the wisdom of man. Such that what is not agreeable with what the wisdom of man has taught you is not acceptable in your life. You, it's tough for you to accept because you must understand God does not operate according to the wisdom of man. Never. God uses base things, foolish things to confound the wise. He will never use human wisdom to defeat human wisdom. He will use that which is foolish in the sight of human wisdom to defeat human wisdom. That's how God is. That's why you, you, you don't find you don't find businessmen, scientists, and all those, many of them in the ministry. You find people like fishermen, you find fishermen. You find tax collectors. Why? The wisdom of God. You see. It is foolishness to the natural man. It's fool. The natural man cannot even begin to assimilate it. It's foolishness. How, how, how does a man dying on the cross then save you? He's dead. How does he save? How does his death benefit you? It's foolishness. The Bible says that through the foolishness of the cross. He might, it's, fool, it's foolishness. That's, that, that's what the world thinks. And these Christians are crazy. They, they believe in, in somebody who came and said he died for the... Uh, how does his death remove sin? How does that work? So the, the, the functionaries of God's wisdom is beyond. The Bible says wisdom is too high for a fool. A fool is not able to what? Is not able to grasp wisdom. Yet that, that death, that death, that is the most important event in human history. Yet it's foolishness. So God wants your faith in his power and not in the wisdom of man. 
So the true church must move away from science, must move away from all these other things that, that are likened to the wisdom of man. There's a reason. There's a reason why. Look, look at James quickly. Look at James. Shabzizi. Look at James. Look at James chapter number 13 into uh, 16. Let's read it. James chapter 3, 16. Let's read from verse 13 though. Who is and yep 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 Yeah. Verse 15. Listen to what he says. He says, So he says, the foundation of human wisdom is sensual, earthly, and demonic. So it, it, it has demonic undertone. No matter how, how good or how right it may be dressed, it is demonic. No, I can't believe it. No, it's not me. I didn't write the Bible. The Bible says this kind of wisdom is earthly, sensual, and demonic. So imagine if your whole life is invested in this thing. Demonic infiltrations will have a stronghold over your life. This is how Satan has laid his hands on the nations. Look at, look at, look at uh, the COVID thing. How is it that all nations, all leaders can agree in concept to deceive their citizens. What is the thing that brings them together? I mean, these are people from different cultures, different regions of the world, different countries. What is the thing that brings them together? He says, it is what? The demonic influence in the wisdom. So he says, your faith should not be in the wisdom of man. It should not be. Because you will be limited in your relations with God. You will be lim vastly limited. It should be what? In the power of God. You get that? You get that? You get that? Okay. Now, Let's read Genesis. So, whatever we will be teaching on the lines of faith, 
in this series, it has nothing to do with the wisdom of man. <laughs> you understand? It has nothing to do with the wisdom of man. It transcends it. It trans... Let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read. In God the and yeah verse 3 read verse 3 because then God then God read verse 1 again in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth verse 3 then God said uh, then God let there be then read the last verse of Genesis chapter 1. Then, don't be fast. Because by the time you reach the end, you would have forgotten what you read. So, be slow. Then God, so God says, and at the end of all he says, the Bible says God saw. Right? Read verse number 26. Then God, yeah, let us make, okay, in our, in our, in our, let us make man in our, so man is not God, but he is made in the similitude of God. Man is not, but he is made in the, so according to the Bible, according to what you're reading, man is God's phantom. You understand that? He is God's illusion, hologram to creation. Because that's what the word image means, a lamb. It means phantom. It means an illusion. So if, 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 if everybody or anything in creation wanted to know God, they would be eluded by men. Because they would look at men and say, hey, that's, that's, that's God. And then they get closer, they realize, hey, he's not really God. So he is man's or God's illusion. To creation. Are you following me? Are you following me? I want to go slow so that I can take you along. Okay? So God said, let us make man in our image, in our salam. In other words, he were to be like God in such a way that he, he would even deceive the angels. When they look at it, they think that one is God. You understand? Because he is, in, he is in his image. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Now we are looking at man before the fall. Are you following me? Before the fall, this one was in the image of God. And in our likeness. Likeness means character and func functionaries, capabilities. Let him operate like us. 
So God creates man who is Adam to be like God and operate like God. You understand? But he says, let us make him. But it was not his saying that made him. So man is the only species. You understand? It is, man is the only species that has not come out of the speech or the word of God. Are you following me? Read it again. Okay, read it again. Yeah. 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 And 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 yeah. Yeah. So God said, let us make men. Let us everywhere else God is commanding. Here he says, let us make. Let us so it, the first time God is saying, let's, let's use our hands. Let's use our components. Do you understand? When, 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 when the Bible says God read. So God created. So wait. So wait. Wait. So wait. God created man in his own image but isn't to create to produce something out of nothing to create is not like to bara is not like to make to make means to produce from already existing raw materials but he says and God created man in his own image so God used himself as the blueprint for the what creation of man so man's raw material was god himself that means god took of himself took of his substance to form man in the same way that god took of the substance of adam to form eve god took of his own substance to what to form man So this man was made. Follow, read. In the image of... Yeah? Yeah? Do you see that? Male and female, he created them. But Adam was spirit. When he was created, he was spirit. Because... Spirit in the image of God. God is a God is a God is a God is a So God created man, but he didn't have flesh. But he was alive. So when God blessed Adam, he was in his spirit form. Follow me. When God blessed Adam, he was in his. Read. Read, read it again. So God created in his. 
Yeah? So remember, he created him in his own image. God is a spirit. So when he created him in his own image, he created him as what? A spirit. Are you following me? He created him as because he is in his own image. So Adam was spirit, yet a man. That's why in their spirit form, they are neither male nor female. Read. read. Yeah? Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Yeah? Yeah? They had no form. They had no form. There was spirit. 2-7. Genesis 2-7. So God, God, Adam was made where God is. L let me read it. Let, let me show you. Uh, Psalm 139. Uh, no, not everybody. Chris, Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Read verse number. Read verse number fifteen. Read it, please. My, My substance. My substance. Yeah. Was not hidden from you. My substance. My. My. Substance. My substance. Yeah. Was. Yep. Yeah. When I was made, when I was made, yeah, and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, and skillfully in what? In the lowest parts of the earth, in the nether places, in the lowest parts of the earth. Follow me again. You following me, ne? You following me? So. God creates man. Right? After he says, let us make man. He creates him. When he creates him, man and God are facing each other. Man is not on earth. So, let's read 2 7. 2 7, Genesis. Read. Ah, and the Lord God. Yeah? Yeah? So God formed the man. This is where the nether places is. Adam was not formed in Eden. Are you following me? He was formed outside of. Okay, here's, here, here, look, look at it. Look at it yourself. Look at it yourself. Look at it yourself. Chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse number. Genesis chapter 2, verse number. 
Let's read 14. Let's read, read, read verse 15. Then the Lord... Then God did what? And so where was he before he was put in Eden? Where was he before he was put in Eden? That means he was not formed in Eden because he was put there. Right? Are you following me? Are you following me? You following me, right? So now let's explain this. Alright? Because this is important to what we have to discuss. So Adam is created and made. Right? His spirit is created. His body is formed. You, you saw that, right? He's formed. And the Bible says he made him of what? Of dust, of clay. Alright? He made him of clay. So the body was formed. Look, look at God. He forms him. Right? And he must form him according to the image. So he forms him. And then the spirit is still in God. He breathed into Adam. And he becomes a living soul. Right? From that day, Adam's source is God. In the same way that the beast's source is the earth. That the fish of the sea's source is the waters. Right? They must remain within their territory. If they're going to function or be successful in their progress and development as a species, they must remain within their territory. Right? God gives Adam the whole world, but Adam's territory is God. So if Adam, Mike, is going to be successful in his endeavors, Adam must function by the demands or the intelligence of his source. Are you following me? Because it is his source that gives him life. Remember, God breathed into him. So what Adam was came from inside God. What Adam became came from inside God. So if he was going to evolve and graduate into a higher dimensions of function, he would need to learn what is inside God that not only makes God who God is, but makes God function the way he functions. So Adam needs to learn and be trained in the function of his source. If he is going to successfully manage, subdue, dominate his environment. So the dominion of Adam was based on how well he was trained in the likeness of God. You follow me? So as long as Adam operated under the training, of the likeness of God. If Adam commanded the fish, the fish will obey. But when Adam moved out of training, everything else now started to disobey. He would say, hey, cat, come. Hey, cat would say, I went. Now I don't, you're not my master anymore. 
So mastery in life, mastery in life is based on how well you have been trained from where you come from. So there's a reason why he says your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Because once your faith is in the power of God, you would understand the technology that formulated the stars, that formulated the sun. You would know, imagine, the Bible says, and, and God, and he gathered the waters. And he said, let dry land appear. Ha, ha. Imagine if you were there eh? and you, you were watching what was going on and you are a man. And you are a man. You're not, you're not an angel, you are a man. You will run away. So, I read you verse, you must read verse 3, right? God created by commanding. Dogs Never animals never listen to suggestion. If you want to tame an animal, don't give it opinions. Don't give it suggestions. Anybody who has a dog who has ever suggested to his dog, boy, relax, would know that that dog never listened. Because the soul of creation, Mantai Kaloda, the soul of creation only responds to commands. The soul of creation only responds to commands. Everything in creation never listens to anything but commands. God says he gave him dominion. Dominion. That means if Adam said, you now go live in Alaska, that thing would go. Why? Because he is to subdue. So the garden really was a place of training. Because if Adam can't subdue in the garden, he won't subdue in the earth. So all the animals are brought in the garden to see what Adam would call them. And whatever he called them, that, that means he commanded the cat to be a cat. He commanded the dog to be a dog. Oh, uh, can I show you something? Can I show you something? Can I show you something? James chapter 3, quickly. James chapter 3. Verse 7. Read verse 7. Everybody's there? Read verse 7. For every every species of every species of every species of beasts and bird. Every species of beast and bird. Yeah? Yay! What do you notice there? What do you notice there? What do you notice there? 
out of out of line there what is what is out there what is out there what is out reptile rep rep that species was not there before that reptilian oh, okay so every kind of beast and bird and reptile yeah and creatures of the sea yeah is is tamed and has been tamed by mankind how he says every species every animal has been tamed by mankind now men who are friends with crocodiles men who are friends with snakes men who are friends with bears Men who are friends with lions. Tamed. Tamed. T My God. Tamed. Every creature, every species. Naturally, a snake fears men. Naturally, a dog fears men. But if a dog can sense that you fear it, it will finish you. If it senses that, oh, look, because your fear gives off a scent, a hormonal scent that the dog picks up, and it can smell it. Knowing your sense. Let's read. Uh, Read verse 8, but no man can tame. So he's telling you that they have been tamed by, by the tongue. Let's read chapter of uh, 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 John, John. Let's read John, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Hope I'm right. Uh, so he says, Every creature has been tamed by man. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Now, I, I want I want I want I want to show you something okay uh, I think maybe it's okay chapter 16 yeah chapter 16 the last verse of chapter 16 verse 33 go there please you there read verse 33 these things I have that in me you may have yeah that read it read it read it in the world where in the in the you will what but i have i have conquered the world jesus i have conquered the world i have tamed it jesus says i have tamed the world jesus jesus says i have tamed the world now, how, how did, did he, did he, did 
Did he go hire some military forces and, and, and go and war out with nations in the world? Then now, why is he saying, I have tamed the world. I have conquered it. He wasn't even on the cross. I have conquered the world. How did he conquer the world? He mastered the world. Let's go back all the way to Genesis. Because I want you to, I need you to see this. Alright? Now that means the world could now obey his commands. If, if he told the sun stop, the sun would have to stop. If he told the seas be quiet, the seas would have to be quiet. If he told the fig tree die, the tree would have to obey and die. If, if whatever in the world that he commanded would have to die. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build something here, alright? I'm trying to build something. Follow me. Ne? Let's go back, 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 back to Genesis. Verse 3. And God. So God's number one characteristic is that he creates or operates by saying, by commanding. So if God wants something, he commands for it. Get a little in the Bible. Don't show us. Ne? Read verse 3 again. Then God said, and I, saw, I told you, it should have been said there, it should have been commanded. Be Okay. Alright. They don't believe. Amen. They will believe the word. Let's read 2 Corinthians, please. 2 Corinthians chapter Second Corinthians chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Yep. Hey, it, it is God who did, who did what? He, he did what? He commanded the... To do what? God commanded the light to shine in darkness. He commanded. So when, he, the, when the Bible says, and God said, he was doing what? He was commanding. So commands are the basis of faith. The strength of faith is in commands. The dissolution of faith is suggestions. Commands activate faith. Suggestions deactivated. So if you live by suggestions, you'll die. You will not make it. <gasps> because a life of suggestions is a life outside the arena of faith. 
Because faith is not suggestive in nature. It is causative. Genesis 2.15. Gen 2.15. You'll see it now. Gen 2.15. Let's read it. Then the Lord God took the man. I want to show you that the possibilities, the capabilities of Adam were based on one thing. Read. Then the Lord God took the man. Took the man and put him in the... Yeah, read. Yeah. Commanded. And the Lord God did what? Hey. The Lord God did what? Commanded who? Commanded the man. Commanded the man. So the man was supposed to live by what? Commands. He commanded the man. The success of Adam in the garden was on the basis of a command. It was a command that dictated the longevity of his life. It was the command that, that put him in a diaspora between, between death and life. It was a command. If he obeyed the command, it would make, he would become immortal. If he disobeyed, he would become mortal. It was a command. Because remember, the command was based on two things. Yeah, let's read it. The, yeah, let's read it. Of every tree, the command, the command of every tree of the garden, you may freely... So Adam had the opportunity to be immortal. But it was the command that determined whether or not he would move in that direction or the other direction. Yeah? Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. So what was in the tree of, 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 of the trees of the garden? There was the tree of, there were many trees, right? But there was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God says, of every tree, including the tree of life. Here I want to show you how Adam failed. Why he, why he could fail. Why, he, why this guy failed. Of every tree, this is the command. Of every tree of the garden, you may eat. Yeah? Who planted the tree? The tree was not sinful. The tree had no sin. There was nothing wrong with the tree. Because it was planted by God. God put it in the garden. So it's not the tree that made Adam sin. It's the command. So, Adam was in the garden. He could see the tree of life. Right over there. He could see the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right over there. 
he did not eat of either. So Adam's first disobedience was that he really did not eat that guy. God said, freely. Free. So the tree of life was free to access. Now, this is the tree that the Bible says that a man may eat and live forever. A man may eat and live forever. So, here is this thing. He is commanded not to eat the tree of knowledge of. Right? And as long as he does not eat it, the, the abilities, possibilities, capabilities of the divine operated in his life. So you could call and animals would obey him and he could do whatever he did and things would happen. Then chapter 3 came. And I want to show you what, what killed him. What killed him? What? What killed him? Let's read. Let's read, please. 3 verse 1. Did you, did, did, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. That means the serpent wasn't made by the Lord. Read the Bible. Now the serpent was more cunning. The serpent was more cunning, more deceitful than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. So this creature was not of the, 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 what, the original creation. Was, we'll, we'll, I think I discussed that. Maybe if I haven't, I don't know. But I'm just telling you today as, as a, you know, bonus. You understand? The serpent was not of the creation of the beast that the Lord had created. He was of another speciation. Are you following me? So, he was more cunning. That means, that means the beasts could talk. The creatures, the animals could talk. Because since they were more cunning, that means there were animals who were cunning. And they could talk. And they could And that's why it was not alarming to Eve when the serpent spoke to her. Because they were used to talking with the beasts. Remember, God said, because they were, he wanted to make a help me for Adam, he created the beasts, he called for the beasts, and he brought them before Adam. Now, why would God bring beasts to find compatibility to Adam? That means they must have had some co compatible qualities but they did not match up to what adamic compatibility so they could talk the donkey the donkey the bible says the donkey did what and he said to the prophet why did you hit me for there's an angel there who wants to kill you the angel didn't see the beast saw it 
This tells you that animals can see to the spirit world. Anyways. Salawana Bushu. No, my God, if you don't say, Kalania, I do not tomorrow out of the blue. How do I check that it's nothing? Diboni something. Let's read. Yeah? And he said to the Yeah? Has God indeed said You shall Oh, what is that? Sa 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 Did God really say he will make you a millionaire? God didn't mean that. No, 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 no. God, God didn't mean that. You are making things up. Did, did, did God really say you must pay your tithes? Or did, did God really say you must pray now? No, you can pray later. God is available 24 hours a day. Accessible any time of the day. Pray later. Do your stuff and see God later. Did God really say, you shall not eat? Born of this thing, what killed a man? It was, it was not powerful, overpowering, domineering. It was subtle. That, that's the thing that removes you out of the power of God, access to the power of God. Subtle. It's not a powerful thing. It's not something that, oh, God. Did God, no shouting, did God really say to you, you will not eat of the tree? Listen, look at the woman, yeah? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not did God say that? Did God say that? No, you shall eat. No, you shall not eat. Nor shall you touch it. Did God say? Did God say that? Did God say that? And you realize this is the problem with women. They will add details that are not there. Do you, do you know this is, this is, this is, do, do you know it? And then you will say, but no, 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 this is, not, uh, uh, it, it, uh, it was like this and there was, uh. so now the woman changed the command. Don't eat, don't touch. Yet God didn't say that. Don't eat. Then listen to what the serpent said. God is lying. Yeah, read. What was the serpent saying? God is lying. God is lying to you. How, 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 how can you be laid heads and you are healed? 
It's not so. I'd better keep all of these things. And you realize the wisdom of man opposes the wisdom of God. There is never a time where the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God are in alignment. And it is sponsored by what? The serpent. The suggestive nature of the serpent. God commands them. This is what killed them. Suggestions. This is what killed them. Suggestions. Jesus is my commands. My commands. My word gives life. He says, the devil suggests God commands. Every time when you, you see areas in your life where there are suggestions that lead you to, no, man, it's, it's fine. Just, just take a sip. Bible has like your alcohol. It's not sin. Just, 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 just take a sip. If, if Satan commanded the woman, the woman would not have listened to Satan. But she had to do what? To, to bring a suggestion. Delilah, Samson, you, you say you love me, but <laughs> prove it to me. Tell me, what is the secret to your power, baby? Come, come. Come, lie on my lap. Tell me, what's the secret to your power? <laughs> Tell me, honey. First, he didn't give in. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Then one day, she caressed him. And then after caressing him, she said, baby, come on. Now you gotta tell me or I leave you. Oh, okay, baby. I'll promise not to tell anyone, okay? I promise, I promise. You really promise? Yes, I promise. God said to my parents, my hair shall not be cut. For the day my hair is cut, I shall lose my power. Oh, really, baby? All right. Go to sleep, sweetheart. <laughs> Your secret is safe with me. Yes, told me his secret. Come, I will cut his hair. When I have cut his hair, no, he's dead. She goes back, cuts the hair while he's sleeping. And then she acts like she doesn't know. Samson, Samson, the Philistines are here to kill you. Baby, don't worry. Don't worry, where are they? Hush. He didn't know. The Bible says he did not know that the spirit had left him. Bob says he, he determined to shake himself as at other times. So you, he probably was, he did some shaking and then the power came. He shook. Nothing. He shook. Nothing. He shook. Nothing. He did not even fight them. He gave himself in because he had known that the, the, the secret to his strength was removed. Same thing with Adam. Same thing with Adam and Eve. And the Bible says, when the woman saw that it was good to eat, she gave 
to the read it. I want you to read that detail because it's important. Bona, Bona, her, there was nothing stopping her anymore. She had forgotten all the commands. She, she had forgotten all what her husband told her, what God said. She, it was forgotten. Suggestion. Suggestion. God knows the day you eat, you'll be like him. Yet, they were in his image. They eat, look at it. And then, she did what? She took, she took of its fruit and, yeah, so when the serpent was talking, Adam was there. Adam Dasikwa, losing the hole, he was there. Gave to her, he read it, gave to her. So the husband was, so when Eve took the tree, I mean took, took of the fruit, Adam didn't say, what are you doing? They were wicked. Eve took, Adam didn't ask questions. He wished by suggestion. And then when God said, he says, because you have listened to your, you have listened to your, you have listened to what? Now, now, here he wasn't saying that you must not listen to your wife. Because there are men who take this and say, that's not what the Bible was saying. He was saying that you have listened to your wife in the area of command. I told you not to eat, and you took the suggestions of your wife over my commands. She says, surely the ground is cursed because of you. What's going on here? Adam lost power, authority, access to possibilities because he failed to obey The point at which the supernatural power of God flows into your life is the point at which you obey commands. You understand that? Okay, let's strengthen it, okay? E Ezekiel. Let's fly now. Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter number... 38. Chris? Sort out, sort Ezekiel 38. Uh, okay, no, no. Uh, let's get this thing. Let's get this thing. Let's get this thing. Let's fly now, right? So in your life, never take suggestions as basis for faith, but commands. You know you are in faith when 
your actions are driven by a command and you can't fail because the, the, the command is the power to sustain whatever action you are taking on. So if Jesus says, rise, take your bed and walk, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. So one thing we need to understand about our Lord and our responsibility in the kingdom is that number one, God does not give opinions. God does not give suggestions. When God talks, it is command. He is commanding. You understand? When God talks, he is, he is not suggesting. See, that's why some of you, you can't progress in life because you take what you hear from God or what you are given from God as suggestion. That's why you can stay on a command for years and you'll never move. And commands are not questioned. When you begin to com a question a command, you are bringing up your, yourself or you are telling yourself that you are in the class of God. So things happen when we act on commands. Things happen when we act on commands. The reason why Christianity is so diluted, powerless, ineffective is, is that men have begun to preach a Christianity of opinions, a Christianity of suggestions. So our preaching is suggestive in nature. Our preaching gives room for people to do whatever they decide. Even if you sin, it's alright. God loves you. Even if you mess up, it is fine. God, God, God is going to take care of you. Even if, even if God's going to do it for you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. God's going to do it for you. God is with you. Babylonic dialect. Christianity has always been a life of commands. our brother stay away from that that one stay away from, see it in New Jerusalem now here stay away from Jesus as your brother he says you are my friends you are my friends because you do what I command There are dimensions of life you will never experience. Dimensions of the supernatural in your life you will never experience. The power of God will never be manifest in your life below the degree of your obedience. This is so vital because it is the, it is the fundamental basis of faith. This is what makes your faith work or not. See, when you understand this thing, when you understand this thing, you will hang on to every word that God says is dear life. Let's read uh, Ezekiel 
který, který má sajga batouza, který se vědí. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out into the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass around them, inspect them. Behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Without even thinking, he said, oh Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy. Notice God said to him, what? 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 Verse 7. Read verse 7. So I, as I was, so I, as I was, so I, as I was, the pastor says to you, this week, don't eat anything, don't talk to anyone, pray. Come on. Better things happen. Come on. Already you are out. The causative in the power of God will never take place in your life. Just I prophesied as I was commanded. So when God said prophesy, God was commanding him. He, he was not suggesting to him. He was commanding him. Now you see why you say you pray for people and they're not here because you are trying to... You are trying to you are trying to lure them, or you know trying to convince them. stress. No. She said, according to your faith, you are healed. He never went and checked or The moment the moment the one who's ministering does that, he's out. Therefore, the power that was intended to minister is also out. See, that your faith may be in the power of God. That means there, there's an understanding behind the operation of the power of God. There's a reason why God's power in some life is flowing and effectual, but in some other life is not working. The highest level of faith is the level of command. So if somebody is sick, you, 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 I'm just using this as an illustration, right? You, you, you don't suggest they are healed. You tell them. You command them. Look at Jesus. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Is there a suggestion? What healed the man was that he what? He obeyed the command. Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. Jesus says, come. The shortest thing Jesus ever said in the Bible, come. Come. And the Bible says, Peter, step down. 
says, Peter stepped out onto the water, not into, onto. The Peter. Let's read it. Let's read it, saints. Let's read it. Let's read it. Saikatara. Chapter 14, Matthew. Saints, he, 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 let's read it. Verse 22, chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on a mountain by himself. The consciousness of faith. The consciousness of faith is a dimension of life where your faith operates without you needing to think about it. It is as though you don't have it. It, it is a consciousness. Jesus knew something that the world in his time did not know. He went by, mount, by himself to a mountain to pray, right? Now when evening had come, he was alone there. But now the boat was in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, that's around 3 a.m., right? Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. Now here's the thing. Jesus did not determine to walk on the sea. It was not in the itinerary. It was not in the plan. The Bible says in another uh, book, he says, for there were no boats there. So the Bible says, Jesus, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Wait, hey. Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Jesus, what the Bible says, the wind was contrary. Number one, if if the wind were, were, were blowing, that means there were waves on the sea, the waters were tempest, the waters were tumultuous. Do you understand? Now, if you, for instance, swim in the ocean, what would the wind waves do? They will carry you, they will carry you. First and most foremost, he defiled the contrary wind. Because, because how, how do you walk? Where do you step where it's walkable? He went to them walking on the sea. Men don't walk on seas. That's why when they saw him, they thought, ah, ghost. Because men don't walk on seas. Jesus walked on the sea. Now, this was not a possibility that was only limited to him. You will see it. It was not limited to him. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! It is a ghost! Peter! Peter! Spoke us quickly. Siafa, 
Siaf now, it was not the, the billowing of the wind that was problematic, that was troubling them. It was not that there is something walking toward us. Yet, how? Because Jesus didn't look like a ghost. Peter! But immediately Jesus spoke to them, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you. So Peter wasn't sure that it was the Lord. Lord, 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 Lord. If, 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 if it is you. Ah! If it is you. If it is you. If it is you. Do what? He knew. Jesus doesn't suggest. If it is you, command me. So Peter knew that I can walk on water if I am commanded. All I need to do what Jesus can do is a command from him. So Peter said, Lord, come if it's you, if it's you that's walking on water, I know your words have power. Command me, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. He said, come. Jesus didn't say, hi, boy. No, 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 no. This is, you, you need to climb up. So Jesus commanded Peter, he said, come. 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 And when Peter came out of the boat, he walked. And when Peter came out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. He walked on the water to Jesus. Why? He was commanded. Imagine in camp, in camp was enough power to sustain Peter, to change the weight of Peter's body without altering the viscosity of the water. The water remained the same. It did not alter. The, way, the waves kept billowing. That's why I told you, faith is a life beyond, independent of external environments. That means you can succeed, prosper, advance in the midst of turmoil. While the world is crumbling, you can rise. It says, he, Peter, Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus. Think about it. Think about it. When Peter took that first step out of the boat, he stepped on the water. He realized this is concrete. This is concrete. But he noticed there was a force under getting him. When he was a force and there was a force. This is what? Oh! Ah! The boss says he took some steps. He took some steps and then suggestions came. Hey, when you are walking on water. But when Peter saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Now, an emotion, Ella, an emotion altered, altered his state, an emotion. From an emotion, he went from walking to sinking. He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, 
you of little faith. I tell you, there are things in this world you are yet to explore in the adventures of faith that you have not yet experienced. When, when, you, when, 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 you, when, you, when you eradicate the wisdom of man from your life and you say, now God, I am ready to cooperate with you. I'm ready to walk with you. You will step into dimensions of life you have never thought possible. You will access dimensions of possibility you have never thought possible. As long as your faith is connected to the wisdoms of man, the power of God will lead you. Jesus said, you were sinking because you did not have much faith. That means he, he obeyed the command half. Oh, you of little, why did you fear? Why did you doubt? So, doubt and fear, that's what corrupts your faith. It corrupts your faith. Jesus, Jesus, command me. Matthew, quickly. Oh, we are there. Matthew chapter 8. It was an impossible thing to walk on water. Scientifically impossible. Oh, oh. You know what Jesus was doing there? You know what Jesus was doing there? Yeah? You know what Jesus was doing there? You know what Jesus. Ah. Remember, Moses parted the sea, Elijah parted the sea. If Jesus were to do the same thing, it would mean nothing. So Jesus went a step higher, he walked on the water. He took authority over the water. He walked on it. They parted it. They passed on dry ground. No, he walked on the water. He walked on the water. Demonstrating the superiority of faith. It was a consciousness. It was a consciousness. What he did would baffle even today's scientists. They call him a witch, a magician. Yet he could do that anytime. Faith is what allows you to operate supernaturally anytime. That, that's why I, I, I said to you, if, if, if we studied the life of Jesus, and the books were presented us, we would probably spend millenniums in the archives of heaven studying his works, looking to what he said. But the Bible says if we couldn't compile, that's what the disciples said, we couldn't compile his miraculous life in, 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 in one volume. We would need millions of volumes to compile his miraculous life. So the little that we gave you was so that you can believe. But there are other unwritten facts about what Jesus began to do. The Bible doesn't say what he did 40 days. The Bible says, but in the 40 days after his resurrection, the Bible says he showed, he showed, he showed by proofs, infallible proofs of his resurrection. God knows what he did. 
But among the things that he did was he appeared. He passed through walls. He passed through air. And yet, throughout his entire life, he showed man that you can do what I do. <laughs> you can do what I do if you have and what connects us with the faith of God is the commands, the instructions that come from his word. Hesitation will hinder you from the dimensions of possibility. Let's read chapter 8 quickly. And then we end with John 11. And then we pray. Chapter 8, verse 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, look at Jesus, always willing. He says, I will come and heal him. Azagara will come and see if the condition is healable now or curable now. He says, I will come and heal him. What knowledge? What, 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 what did Jesus know? What did Jesus, I will come and heal him. Now imagine if Jesus says to you, I will come to your house and heal you. And then you think the man would say, oh Lord, you are so kind. The man says, no, don't come. The man, the man, look, look at, this is what Jesus, two times in the Bible, where the Bible tells us Jesus was shocked. He was shocked in Nazareth, and he was so shocked here. He was shocked. Imagine, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And you say, Lord, not me. I am not worthy of your presence. Jesus, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But, 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 only speak the word. But only speak a word. Now, in this, this, this is a time where physicians were only there. Were, were, were there. Physicians were there. See, Jesus was an interruption in the system of man. He interrupted the order. He, he, he's like... <laughs> Imagine if Jesus walked in our day. Discovery would be broke now. Discovery insurance would be broke now. Bonitas would be broke now. I mean, if people knew that there's a place where I can... Get free healing. I, I can get free, free healing. Do you think that, 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 that? And they saw their friends. Hey, they, he, one friend of his, came, came, he, he went to Jesus with no, with no hand. 
he came back with a hey! Who fell up? Hey, there's this fellow called Jesus. He heals people for free. The Bible says he, he went to another city and they thought that they might just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were totally healed. Says they brought out the whole city. They brought out the sick, the lame, they put them on the street. Jesus. Now, this guy had probably known about Jesus. But this one is telling Jesus, don't come. What you can do is speak only a word. Speak. Speak. What was that man saying? I don't need your presence. I, I, I only need you to say it. Say it. Lord, say, just, just say it. Listen to the man. Let's, let's read it. Let's read it. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority. The man understood the system of command. Having soldiers under me, I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, imagine Jesus, shocked, shocked, Jesus. You would, think, you would think nothing shocks God. You would think nothing shocks Jesus. Jesus, after hearing this, the Bible says it was like this. Why? Because the man, the man tapped into a dimension of reality that Jesus knew that the people of his time did not understand. So he shocked God because this was something reserved for the initiated. You understand? It's, it's people like Abraham that knows things like this. People like David. People like Daniel. But now a centurion. Somebody who's not, who's not even, you know, even in this thing. He's telling me, God, that I don't need to come. He's, he's telling me that my, a word from my mouth is enough. Because he understands the mystery of authority. He understands the operation of authority. Jesus, Bible says, Jesus marveled. Then Jesus said, I have never seen such great faith in all Israel. He has never seen it from anywhere. In, in his entire ministry, he, he has never seen such he called it great faith. Great faith. Great faith, malek teleglista. Great faith is the faith that operates by words. Great faith doesn't need a manifestation. Great faith doesn't have to see some angel. Great faith doesn't, have, doesn't need all those. Great faith operates only by words. Speak only a word. Great faith does not require even a manifested physical presence of God. 
Great faith in its manifestation, in its operation, is as powerful as the greatest manifestation of the Spirit in healing or in working of miracles. Jesus was saying, you access what is in the manifestations of the Spirit. Just great faith. Speak only a word. Let's read, please. Because this story is not over. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. But I say to you that many will come from the east and the west. That's another thing, okay? Then Jesus said, verse 13, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. As you have, as, 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 Go your way as you have. So let it be done. And his servant was healed. Arbaleg Luke 7. Arbaleg Luke 7. Arbaleg Luke 7. Let's read Luke chapter 7. Let's, let's, let's read Luke chapter 7. Let's read verse 10. That's the detail that Matthew doesn't add. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well who had been sick. The word traveled ahead of them. The word went ahead of them. When, when they got there, listen to me, my brothers, my sisters. When Jesus spoke, the, the centurion said, go ahead and find out. If what? If this thing, when they got there, the man was up eating. Hey guys, how are you? The torment had left. How, how did the word find feet? Negotiate. How did the word know where to go? Which street? Which house? How did the word know which room? Great faith doesn't concern itself with the details. Only with words. Words are what matters to great faith, not the details. How it happens, it, it, it's none of my business. My business is that I have, I have heard. I have heard. I have heard. Imagine if your life, your life was built, was built on that foundation. That every time, God said, go, you go. Every time God said, do this, you do this. Without giving it a moment's thought. How would your life be like? Now, this is, this, imagine, this is just one act. Imagine if it was a continuous thing. Do you see faith? What it depends on to work? Our response to commands. Our response to commands. Let me show you something and then we pray. John chapter 11. John chapter 11 and then we pray. Kala saga dagaya tekonda. Let's read 
Verse 1. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrance. Remember? One who had seven spirits, seven devils, prostitute. And wiped his feet with her hair. It was Mary. You remember Mary? A harlot. Harlot. <laughs> Anointed Jesus. A harlot. Uh, let's leave it. Whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister said to him, saying, Lord, behold, whom you love is sick. <laughs> How they coined it. Lord, who you love is sick. As though Jesus would be. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death. Imagine if, 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 if you called out to Jesus and he tells you, the sickness is not to death. He says, but for the glory of God, the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days. This is contradictory. When he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days. When he, you would think, he, now, notice what the Bible says, Jesus loved them. But when he heard he was sick, he stayed two more days. In the place where he was. Then after this he said, let us go to Judea again. Then the disciples said, Lately the Jews sought to stone you. Are you going there again? And Jesus said, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said. And after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him. Huh? He says, our friend Lazarus sleep. That means he stayed two more days. In that two days, Lazarus died. But they did not tell him. They did not tell him. He knew. He died. Jesus. And the said, but Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. <laughs> However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. That you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Verse 16, Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Oh, Lord, let us go also, that we may die with him. <laughs> now, what I want you to notice here is the poise of the soul of Christ. The fact that Lazarus was dead did not rattle him. The fact that Lazarus was, had died and this time he was about four days dead, it did not move him in the slightest sense. He told his disciples his intentions that he's going to wake him up. To Jesus, he was not dead. He was asleep. 
Now, when, he, when they got to Judea, they found a commotion. You see it now. Then Martha, verse 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. See how Martha started? She started in faith. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Oh, it, just imagine you were, you were Martha. Oh, imagine you were Martha. And Jesus is saying to you, your brother will rise again. You had just buried him. You had a funeral. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. That, you, you know what you've been thinking? I, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, we got to check your psychosis. Listen to Martha. Yeah, I know that you will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes, he who believes in me, I, I want you to, to listen to this phrase. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet, in other words, he's saying your faith in Jesus can raise you up from the dead. Your faith. This tells you, this tells you that Lazarus believed in Jesus. He who believes in me, though he were dead, who was dead? The one who believed in Jesus, Lazarus, he was dead. Jesus said, he shall live. He who believes in me, Though he were dead, though he was sick, though he were bound, though he were limited, he said he shall live again. That means that sometimes in your journey of faith with the Lord, death will come before the resurrection. Suffering will come before the liberty. That sometimes you will experience the ill. For the truth to happen. Yet you believe. It says, though he were dead, he shall live. And whoever lives, this is speaking about me and you. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Then you see what Jesus says, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you see where, you, where, 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 the, where, where the platform, the right of immortality lie? Believe. It says, he who believes in me, he who lives, the one, me and you. You see, this is, a, this, is, this is a dimension that many, many preachers in the gospel are afraid here. You know where they stick with? They stick with the eight years of Moses. No, we are not under the covenant of Moses. He's saying the timeline of your life is determined by your faith. Not by your years in age. That's why I tell you, many times when people die, it's because they want to die. It is the law of the spirit. People die because they want to. Yeah, what about those in accidents? 
they wanted to. Listen, death follows words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death will follow you if you call it. Life will follow you if you call it. it it's, and, and, oh God, please understand this. Understand this. You, you, you look at your loved one and, and you cry. Oh, they died. They wanted to. Even those in, in, in there's, there's no accident that is accidental. Spirits are given access to cause physical effects by words. A curse causeless does not come. So he asked her, do you believe this? That if you believe in me and you are living, you will never die. It's not me, saints. It's Jesus. So don't take it up with me. Take it up with Christ. I'm asking, do you believe? What did Jesus, what is the principle set forth here? There is no limitation to the possibilities of faith. I'll say it again. There is no limitation to the possibilities of what faith can produce in your life. You can have whatever you want. You can have whatever. It's, the it's not new age. New age is too late. Jesus began with this. You, you, you shall have. You can have whatever you want. Do you believe? She said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ and the Son of God who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and sickly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. She's lying. Jesus didn't call for her. Anyways, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. So Jesus is still delaying. Then the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her saying, she's going to the tomb to weep there. Now Mary came where Jesus was and saw him and fell to the feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So they know that if Jesus were there, he would make the difference. They know it. They know it. So, so because he was not there, the, the, the fatal happened, right? Hey, yeah. Let's get into this. Linta Paragoska. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews came with her weeping, he groaned in spirit and was troubled. What troubled him? Their unbelief. And he said, Where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Ooh. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Jesus. Some, some say he was weeping for Lazarus. But how can he weep for the one he's going to raise? He was weeping for those who are alive. He was weeping for you and me today. 
because he could see generations from now that a generation and generations would rise that would profess to believe but not really believe. Bible says Jesus wept. He wept. He wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha said to him, of him who was dead, and said to him, Lord, by this time there was a stench. She was right. By this time, anybody could understand Martha's remark. Anybody, you, you could understand. If imagine if I came and said, Go, go exhume the body. You'd be like, Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I went. So the condition of Mary's heart was understood. But Jesus spoke as one who, you know, he was used to this take away the stone. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory? Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? The glory in your life will come as you believe. Oh God Almighty. Believe and glory. If somebody, if I stood and said, who wants to see the glory of God? Everybody would say, yes sir, me. But then I would ask, who believes? And many hands would begin to go down. At a wedding, Jesus said to Mary, when Mary said, they have, they run out of drink. Jesus, what, what does this, your concern have to do with me, woman? And then Mary went to the seven says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And Jesus told them, probably bald, he says, go take the pitchers <laughs> out there and pour water into them. Dishwashing water. Dishwashing water. This, these were, it was the water that they were ceremoniously using to wash their hands and their pots. It was not clean water. Ceremonial water. They used. And Jesus said, take, give it to the master. And the Bible says, when the master tasted, he said, I've never tasted such great wine. The water turned into wine. Then the Bible says, thus, this was the beginning of the manifestation of his glory because they did what he told them. Child of God, the limitations in your life is because you are yet to do what you are told. The strength and hallmark of faith is a life This is why God's people are not experiencing as much of God in their life as they should. 
because you tell somebody who, who, who needs a miracle do this and they get offended go there and they are offended because they have not yet understood that the life of the supernatural the miraculous is is 100 percent dependent not on the sovereignty of god but on the faith of the individual hallelujah the faith of the individual Faith is a difference maker. Faith is a difference maker. Faith can alter your life, can change your, can transform your life. Faith in God. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. The Bible says, ask me concerning my sons, concerning the works of my hands, command me. That's what God said, concerning the, cons pertaining to matters that my hand have ordained. He says, command me. So you are saying, you can command the supernatural. In the same way that Jesus commanded the tree, he says, you can command the supernatural. To give forth. What, what, what did God say to Ezekiel? Prophesy to the four winds. Prophesy to the breath. God said prophesy to the breath. Then Ezekiel said I prophesy to the breath. I said oh breath come from the four winds. Oh breath. The faith entered the dimension where you could command the spirit. To come enter into these dry bones. I said to you, everything in creation responds to commands. If things don't respond to you, it means you have not yet commanded them. If your body does not respond to you, it means your, your tongue has not been tamed. You, you have not yet understood the, the operations of authority. So he said, if anything in your life is going to obey you, it must be commanded. Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, afflictions of the mind, says they must be commanded. Joshua chapter 10, quickly please. And then I want us to pray. Kalakonia. Hallelujah. Let's read Joshua and let's pray.
verse 10. Verse 12, please. Son! 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 Stand still. He said to the son, Stand still. The son. The son. He said, Son, stand still. And move. Stand in the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. So the sun stood still and the moon stood still because a man said, Son, stand Do you want to stop in your life today? What do you want to be halted in your life today? Is it a sickness? Is it an infirmity? Is it a challenge? Is it a limitation? What is it that you want to stand still, to stop? In its track. Is it poverty? Is it lack? Is it falliness? Error? In your life? What did Joshua say? Did he say, hey, stand still? He said, son, move. He called them by name. He Today, you will call one thing by name. The Bible says, and the Lord walking together with them, confirming the word they preached with accompanying signs. The thing you will call to stop today, it will stop for. We, we are about to command the supernatural dimension for a few minutes, but I want us to take offerings first. For a few minutes, we are about to command the supernatural. There are things in your life that must stop. There are things in your life, my brothers, my sisters, that must end. There are things today you must divorce with forever, forever. There are things today they will be stopped. Let me read you something. Read verse, read verse, read verse. Read verse, read verse uh, 14. And there had been no day like that before and after it that the Lord heeded the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. But that day came with Jesus. It returned with Christ. Things are about to stop. Today. Shalalala. 
glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. An anointing for change is coming. You heard what I taught you. I'm asking you, do you believe? That's all I'm asking. Do you believe? Do you believe that these things are possible? You see, you, 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 the, the, the door, the, your access into this dimension, it will not be granted you unless you believe. And you see, angels know. Angels know. Like in the same way that devils know when you have no faith. Angels know when faith is not there. And when faith is absent, excess is not granted. Think about what you're going to stop. We're going to receive tithes, offerings now. As we do, let your mind think about one thing that you want to end.